0: Here's your money briefing for Monday, February 27th. I'm J.R. Whalen for The Wall Street Journal. It's tax season, and that means finding ways to reduce your overall tax bill, but also reduce confusion amid the blizzard of numbers and paperwork. The Wall Street Journal's annual tax guide, out today, aims to tackle both.
1: How much can I put in an IRA? What happens with the kiddie tax? What about the limits on mortgage deductions? What's the estate tax limit? How much can I give away?
0: Wall Street Journal tax reporter Laura Saunders was a contributor to this year's tax guide. Coming up, we'll talk to her about what you need to know before you file. That's after the break. This spot is brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Parametric Equity Premium Income ETF, you know. Inside, you'll find institutional expertise from a specialized team with deep derivatives experience. Get to know what's inside PAPI, the symbol of alternative income, at eatonvance.com symbols. The deadline to file your taxes this year is April 18th. That may seem like a long time from now, but that date could sneak up on you if you don't have a head start on knowing the rule changes and pitfalls that could throw off your tax prep. So let's bring in reporter Laura Saunders, a contributor of this year's WSJ Annual Tax Guide. Hey, Laura, thanks for being with us.
1: Oh, Thanks for having me.
0: So, Laura, this seems like the first year in a while that we're not talking about the pandemic throwing a wrench into tax season.
1: That's exactly right. We had a lot of changes quickly. We had the tax overhaul of 2017. We had more legislation in 2019. And then the pandemic brought in a whole raft of temporary changes. We had a bit of a calm period. But, you know, the problem is that's not going to last. All of those major changes from the 2017 tax overhaul, they're all slated to expire at the end of 2025. And Congress has to figure out what to do about them. And there's going to be a lot of drama over that.
0: All right. So let's go through some of the things people need to have in mind when they're getting their taxes together. And while the pandemic is not causing significant changes to people and their finances, one thing that is is inflation. So what should people know in terms of how still high inflation is likely to affect their taxes?
1: Well, there have been so many inflation adjustments this year, and we get those every year, but they're just a lot higher than this year. For instance, the inflation adjustments have lifted the contribution limits for IRAs and 401ks by quite a bit. I think that for 401ks, it's the highest one-year adjustment ever. For IRAs, the contribution limit went from 6000 to 6500 plus more if you're over age 50. So things may look different this year.
0: Oh, and by the way, Laura, what's the standard deduction for 2022?
1: Well, for 2022, and those are the taxes you were preparing right now, for 2022, the standard deduction is $12,950 for single filers and double that. for married couples filing jointly. This is the amount you get to take if you don't list all those deductions on Schedule A, like mortgage interest and charitable contributions and things like that. Now, let's go on. For 2023, inflation has lifted these amounts. The standard deduction for 2023 is $13,850 for single filers and $27,700 for married couples. So that's quite a bit higher than the amount for 2022.
0: Right. And so when we say 2023, that means the taxes you'll prepare next year.
1: Yes, that's right. But for planning purposes, it's in effect for this year. So you need to know what the amounts are, I think. When you're trying to figure out, oh, do I want to bunch of my charitable contributions and make a lot this year or maybe wait till next year? These are good things to pay attention to now, not later.
0: All right. Now, we often talk about people needing to take required withdrawals from their IRAs. How has that changed for people?
1: Well, it's changed a good bit. There was a law that passed at the end of 2022 known as Secure 2.0, and it had a whole lot of changes to our retirement plan rules. And one of the big changes was that Congress reset the rules for when savers must start taking money out of their traditional IRAs and 401ks. Now, the age for doing that was raised from 72 to 73 beginning in 2023, and it was raised to 75 beginning in 2033, which is a decade away. A 2019 change had already put this up from 70 and a half to 72. So if you're in those beginning dates that are going to be moving from 72 to 73, you need to watch out. Maybe you don't want to take out too much too soon. Maybe you want to wait a while. So keep an eye on those rules.
0: And we've also heard a lot about the effects of Congress putting limits on the deductibility of state and local taxes. Is there any relief coming for taxpayers?
1: No, I'm sorry, but there really isn't, well, for individuals, there can be some relief for businesses, for business owners. But what Congress did in 2017 was that they allowed only one $10,000 deduction per return for state and local taxes. So that if you're a single person, you get $10,000 deduction. And if you're a married couple, you get a $10,000 deduction. And that has really put the squeeze on a lot of married couples. But I don't think this is going to change. It shows no signs of it. It's something that the higher tax states have been very upset about, but they haven't gotten results. But they've pushed for change and haven't really gotten results. So it's still out there. And it's not adjusted for inflation.
0: Now, Laura, you've come on the show on many occasions to help us decode the complexities of cryptocurrency and taxes. So after we saw the steep drop in crypto values last year, how will that affect taxpayers as they're getting their taxes together now?
1: It really won't affect crypto investors if they haven't sold and taken losses, because then you don't have losses to match against gains elsewhere in your portfolio. And we explain all this in our new tax guide. The other thing is that I'll say is that The other problem from what I've learned is that cryptocurrency investors just don't pay much attention to taxes at all. And so the IRS is looking to sort of enforce those rules. And so I suggest that that people who read the Wall Street Journal and read our tax guide go in and look and see what the rules are to see how they're affected. Because you can use the losses against gains elsewhere in your portfolio, like if you sell a house or if you sell a business or if you sell another stock or something like that. But my big advice would be pay attention to the taxes on crypto because many investors don't.
0: Okay, but let's say somebody held crypto through one of those crypto exchanges, like FTX, that collapsed in recent months. How would that affect them?
1: Well, eventually they could get a loss that they could use to offset gains elsewhere, you know, other gains on investments. The problem is that right now, those people who have invested through FTX are kind of in limbo. They really won't know where they stand until the bankruptcy is sorted out, and that could be a very long time.
0: Okay, so they're not on the hook for gains or losses until that paperwork is generated by the exchange or from some other body?
1: Well, you don't have gains or losses until you dispose of an asset, until you sell it. And so right now everything is frozen and you can't buy or sell at all, I believe.
0: All right, so the deadline to file taxes this year is April 18th. We get a couple extra days to get our numbers together. But what else should people have in mind as we approach that date?
1: Well, a couple of things, I think. One is that the deadline is April 18th because of the holiday in Washington. But for people in disaster areas, particularly people in California, those people will get an extension to file and pay their taxes. And it may even go all the way out till October. The IRS is going to be making announcements about this, we hear, in the next few days. So that's probably going to be very useful for those people, and they might need it. The other thing is that our Wall Street Journal tax guide is now online for readers to enjoy and read and learn from. We worked very hard on it. This is the sixth edition and it's been extremely popular with readers and it has all updated numbers for 2022 and 2023. How much can I put in an IRA? What happens with the kiddie tax? What about the limits on mortgage deductions? What's the estate tax limit? How much can I give away? All these things and more are in the book.
0: And you can find The Wall Street Journal's annual tax guide starting today at WSJ.com. And that's our tax reporter, Laura Saunders, with us. Laura, thanks so much for being with us.
1: Oh, and thank you for having me.
0: And that's your Money Briefing. I'm J.R. Whelan for The Wall Street Journal.